Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to talk about this past year as podcasters? I mean, yeah. It seems like this is a thing that we do annually, and maybe it's that time again. I believe so. Cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host for the past six years, Phil. And I am your other host, also for the past six years, Senda. We've been here the whole time. <laughs> We've been here the whole time. <laughs> this is going to be a game changer full episode, apparently. It's fine. It'll make us giggle. And if anybody's wondering about Game Changer, it's because I've become addicted to it on um, Dropout TV. So I need you to make you... the sound of rolling a two in a PBTA game. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyway, that's not. I don't make very good dice rolling sounds with my mouth. <laughs> anyway, that's not Moving what we're on. here for tonight. Yep. Um, today, uh, first of all, warning: if you're here for the serious, um, in-depth uh, content of our normal, you know, game mastering advice, game theory kind of stuff, um, today's not exactly that day. There'll be a little bit of that, but today um, we are marking um, our. Completion of our sixth season and the kickoff of season seven of this podcast, um, which if you have been listening to us for a while, um, you know that this is a retrospective episode where we're going to talk about the year, the last the last year of podcasting. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some of our favorite episodes from this past year, uh, and we'll talk about where the show's going for season seven. Hint, not too much is changing. Um, yeah so that's a, <laughs> sometimes when we sat down and thought about this we're like we think things will be different this year we're like nah we got nah, it. <laughs> steady as steady as she goes as i think yeah, but we'll yeah, talk yeah. about it in a little more depth we'll be i think we'll be a little cheeky along the way we don't you know this is kind of a um i'll tell you right now we don't have any notes for this episode so uh we are just flying blind so if we step over each other's lines a little um talk over each other that is largely because we are doing this completely unscripted so We'll attempt yeah, and to I use, don't edit anymore. See, that's right like that. <laughs> yep, right like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll attempt to use some hand <laughs> signals to make sure that uh, we don't step over each other's lines. Good luck. Oh, they never would have known that little professional secret if you hadn't told them. No, that's important. This is how things happen. When you're recording on Zoom, you have to use like little hand signals to let people know like you either want to jump in or that you're done and ready for them to pick up that kind of thing. Yep. So, yep. Yep. All right. Cool. Our, our first topic for the um, for the retrospective is our year in review. So for people, just to be clear, our show started in March of 2016. Yes. Yeah. So we uh, we officially um, declare some time in March to be the end of one season and the beginning of another. And our calendar yeah. runs um, March to March. March to yes. February, March to beginning of March, yeah, something yeah, like that. Somewhere in there, yeah. Okay. 
So anyway, that's that's where we are on this. So what we're talking about is like where did we start? Where were we? March of twenty twenty one, and where did we wind up? March of twenty twenty two. I will name something off the top of my head because I do actually remember this. March of twenty twenty one is when I got my first vaccination shot. I got both oh. my vaccines in March, but yeah, March March first was my. March 1st was my first one, and my second one would have been um, about a year ago next week because it was on my yeah, yeah. it was on my birthday. It was on your birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, wow. we yeah we started the season um, with I just got vaccinated, and you hadn't gotten vaccinated yet. I couldn't yet. Yeah. Right. You couldn't because you weren't in a tier that was ready for vaccination. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm too youthful. Yeah. So we actually started. Um, still pretty locked down. Like, absolutely. That yeah. was that was you know um, pre-vaccine lockdown was very locked down. Like I didn't yeah. go anywhere except to the grocery store, um, the drive-through for coffee, and I drove around in my car. Um, yes, that was it. Other than like the occasional bike ride out in the open where it was safe, and some gatherings of sitting outside with friends in like parks and stuff. Honestly, I think that I was still doing, was I still doing school from home while also working from home? Uh, Yeah, I was too. My kiddos were, I was. I'm pretty sure that we were still in that space, which is, which gets into the space where it's hard to specifically distinguish any time in 2020 from times in 2021, right? Like, um, this is going to be a difficult retrospective because I feel like the last three probably ish years two and a half years just complete blur like uh (laughs) i'm gonna do a couple things to kind of remind us of 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 some of the things but the first one have some pretty big life like landmark stuff that is pretty clearly solidly in 2021 yeah so so we started off that way um i because i was like you know in the group of my friends first getting vaccinated we were still playing online at this point, yeah. I was not playing games in person yet. Um, I wouldn't be playing games in person till the summer of 2021. Yeah. So the summer of 2021 was like the first time all of my friends were vaccinated. And suddenly it was okay um, to uh, get together in limited exposure, like small group kind of thing with all of us vaccinated. And at this point, there was no Omicron. There wasn't even really a Delta. Like there was that... I'm going to say this halcyon, this halcyon period where the beautiful lull of the summer last year. Yeah, we were like we were like immune, immune. Um, Yeah. So that was a big thing. Like that was our both of us returned to face to face gaming. That was a huge moment in coming back. Um, The next big one for me um, was a personal thing, and that was my separation. Um, which ultimately led to me moving into uh, my own place, um, mm-hmm. of which we've now been recording the show. Um, I've now been recording the show for my place, but we also changed when we recorded the show. The show used to be for um, pretty much six years and a little bit. We were recording the show at 11 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock PM Eastern on Mondays. Yep. To which I was up till like one, two in the morning. Yep. Um, you know, having done the show, <laughs> yep. which was freezing pretty in a basement, <laughs> freeze, freezing in a basement um, during the winter months kind of thing. 
Um, but moving into my place, uh, we had a lot more, like my schedule changed because of my kiddos and stuff, but um, we were able to start recording daytimes on Saturdays, which yeah. was quite nice um, having yeah. to like not stay up super late to record and have to get up the next morning. Like it was quite nice. Um, and it's still, it, it was, you know, one in the afternoon for me, it's 11 in the morning for you. It was like a nice time for both of us, both of us awake that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Without a doubt, no longer freezing in a basement. That's wonderful. Recording from, no longer recording on a MacBook Air, sitting at a table in the basement. I'm sitting in my comfy gaming chair. I've got both my monitors up, um, my big desk. Pretty nice, right? It's like, it's really nice. It's, it's, it's made me (laughs) far more comfortable um, in terms of physical comfort in terms of the show. Um, Yep. And it's nice to like I we finish recording and I still have the day ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there was that. The next one I'm going to bring up was after I moved into my place, a few weeks after I moved into my place, I hopped on a plane for the first time in 18 months. You did. And I came out <laughs> to Denver for a week. Yeah. I I almost forgot. That <laughs> like was the, the timing-wise. That right. was the first time yeah, that was the first, the very first time that we had seen each other in person in like two years. Right. The last time we had seen each other was February of 2020, having just mm-hmm. gone to GatorCon, mm-hmm. where Gator's 40th birthday gaming extravaganza. And yep. um, it was that next month, everything locked down in 2020. And we hadn't seen each other since we hadn't seen each other since so this was the first time like we got to like hang out and see each other um i don't believe we recorded an episode i don't think that we did i think we i think we recorded an episode uh when we get when we got back um yeah but it was just it was a time to it was the first time i got to travel in 18 months it was the first time i got to hang out with you which was amazing um and we just chilled like we chilled and we played, I think we played some games and we, we, dev, we went on adventures. Um, yep. We ate outside a few times because it was safe yeah, enough we to were do that. Not eating in restaurants, but we were eating outside. Exactly. Um, then the mm-hmm. fall um, for both of us on a personal note on, in the fall, um, our kiddos went back to school. Summer, yep, summer, fall, your kiddos go back earlier yeah. than me. Um, yeah. And um, headed into the end of the year, you came out to visit in November, November, December, I did. December, December, December. You came out to visit in December. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, and then that ended out the year, then into the new year. And I came out to visit you. Yes, you did. Just last month. Yes, and, you did. Um, and now we're here. We're here at March yeah. and um, also on the cusp of my 50th birthday. Yes, indeed. The very cusp, because it is in like three days. It is in (laughs) three days, Um, which makes today uh, editor Bob Everson. uh, It is his birthday today. So, yay. Anyway. um, Well, the box that I sent isn't going to get there till Monday. So I think he'll live. That's right. We're celebrating all the way through till my birthday. Like we're both we're both we're both celebrating by taking like long weekends. Um, Good. All right. So that's so that sets up the context. Um, In the year that we've been in the year that we're talking about, right? What have you played? Do you remember like I like I remember you playing um, wandering. What is it? Wandering home. Yeah, I. Yep. So, well, 
Uh, let's see. Um, our traveling home. Our traveling home. Thank you. Not wander home. Yeah, we played um, our traveling home. Um, but here's the really funny thing. I don't remember. Was that Christmas this year or Christmas last year? <laughs> this is the problem with uh, the the COVID times. Like, I have a very hard time differentiating because so little changes for me. I now work from my home office at all times where I am currently recording. Um, and I never go anywhere. And every day is the same. <laughs> um, so I have a really hard time necessarily differentiating last year from this year. So I think... Um, I think it was our traveling home. I know I played my first game of Fall of Magic um, when Wen was out in the summer. Um, we played a lot of, um, let's see, we played Cartel um, oh, yeah. this Sorry. year. We are currently still in the middle of a game of Monster Hearts. Um, we played Power Beyond Doubt. Um, we played, um, you and I played Into the Void. Mm-hmm. Um, uh we started our Long Live the Queen game. Um, I I also personally played um, 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 shoot the Jian Shim game that I am now blinking on the name of, but my journal is right here. Something shadows. Why why no remember um, uh, Shape of Shadows? I played Shape of Shadows. I started playing I Love You Alive Girl. Um, these are all. Uh, solo journaling games. I played Thousand Year Old Vampire. Um, goodness, uh, I I know I'm still missing some. <laughs> That's right. I mean this this period of time also. <laughs> I mean this period of time also marked a lot of uh, solo journaling games for you. It did. Um, but I but I think I think those. Oh, and no, I think those are the only three that I played um in this last year um i might have also played uh i might have played some more um those are the ones that i remember right now (laughs) sure so let's see things i played in the the things i played over that year um so i started the year i was playing um forbidden lands well into like my 30 like that that game would run to about 40 something episodes um yeah so i played um i was playing forbidden lands with one group and my other group was stumbling through games we were having a lot of problems and i don't even remember quite all the things that we tried to play during that time that kind of worked and didn't work what was notable was eventually um with so my forbidden lands game uh we wrapped that and eventually switched to Knights Black Agents, which we've been having a blast with. And I've been playing that pretty consistently um, yeah. since, I think, summer, right? Like, that's been going on yeah. since summer. My other group, which was kind of floundering around, um, we played some Eye Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. That got a little too dark. Like, it's a really, like, I really like the game, but it's a little too dark. Um, and then finally, we got into um, Cortex, and created our our game that we've talked about on the show before, Ox, which is our super geniuses traveling around um, s- uh, saving the world from disasters. Yeah. And then, in addition to that, we then uh, made we then started on Long Live the Queen first as a um, thirsty sword lesbian game, and then yeah. after playing then a, a mission of that, we reset it yeah. and played it as a Cortex game, and I am very happy with where it is um, Cortex wise. So, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, gosh, I played some other things, too. I'm suddenly remembering. Hang on. I also played No Sex on the Holodeck. That was fun. Sure. And then uh, there was, um, oh, Jen Adcock's game about miners. That oh, I can't yeah, yeah, remember. the coal miner um, game. About the coal miners, the strike. Sure. We played that one. Um, okay, that might be closer. I still think I'm missing things. But, it's okay. Um I play a lot of games. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, you played a lot of games in the last year. So really, and I played a lot of games in the last year. So I, and I mean, we actually played everything. a Fate one-shot with, um, with, your, with your kiddo. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was cute. We did a fate. We did a fate one. Um, fate one shot. That was actually that was actually a lot of fun. So yeah. yeah. So um. So those are the games that we played. Those are the um. Those are kind of the major historical events. In terms of recording, we had pretty consistent recording. There were a handful of grab bag episodes. Um. Mm-hmm. Not so. Normally, our grab bag episodes have to do with us traveling, and um, I think a little bit of that occurred. But also, I think there was like some just grab bag stuff as life, um, like, life, yeah, I think life was, you know, we, we just got in the way sometimes yeah. and we just needed like I a mean, little bit of a breather. You were like going through a lot of complicated stuff, um, with the separation and moving out and all of those things. So it was just like, you know what? I mean, grab bags are not just there for when we can't physically have time to create it. It's also when there's just not enough mental space for it. So yeah, without, without a doubt, emotionally that past year, the beginning of that past year was actually really tough. Um, all the way through yeah. summer was mm-hmm. pretty, um, pretty stressful. Yes. And then it kind of all resolved itself nicely. Like, yeah, things are actually sh- shook out. Mm. Yeah, things are actually pretty good, right? Like, a, like nice place and a schedule with the kids and like it all, like that's all that's all working. Um, yeah. And for it, my mental health has definitely improved. Um, Yes. (laughs) Like the lack of stress. Also, like my big, big work project um, wrapped up in the summer. That was a very, um, I was very busy in 2021 with a very large project, very stressful project. Um, That also wrapped up. And um, yeah, so like a lot of my life leveled out a bit, which is, you know, really nice as my... um, therapist told me the other day that this is the most peaceful I've looked ever. And I've had that therapist since almost the length of the show. So, yep. Yep. Um, right. <laughs> so that says a lot. Um, so anyway, okay. So that's our year in review. Anything else you want to uh, tack on to the year in review? Uh, I can't, I can't think of anything because I don't, so speaking of Game Changer, there's a whole Game Changer episode from 2020 or maybe 2021 in which the game is, did this event happen in 2020? Oh, um, right. Because everyone is so messed up. And every time I have to try to review anything that has happened in the last several years, I pretty much feel like I'm playing that game. <laughs> so No, it's fine. It's um I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. And I mean we're not forcing anyone to remember anything. Like what yeah. I remember like what I I think the the thing for me that's the most interesting is that it's only been a year since I had my first vaccination. Yeah, that part is kind of wild, right? I feel has... like I've been vaccinated. Oh, I know another personal event. Like I had to go back yeah. to the office. Oh yeah. The summer There was a the summer is when I actually did go back to the office a little bit myself, like some days a week. Here's a milestone for me. 
milestone for me is I just closed that office and moved everything out of it and there is no office anymore. So yeah. it will no longer ever matter again. I work from home now 100%. <laughs> like there is no Denver office for my company anymore. Um, so that's, um, that's, a, that's a change just because like this is no longer novel or like temporary for me. This is, this is my life and I'm happy with it. I yeah. have made my office a very, um, you know, I've spent some serious effort on making my home office a place that um, works for work and that is a place that is separate from the rest of my life that I can leave at the end of the day, but like that is also, um, you know, a place that I like to be to work that, um, you know, helps push me in that direction. So um, that's a change that um, I'm pretty happy with. I spend a lot less time driving than I used to. That's awesome. it's very great and like it's not a big deal to you know be like there's a weird here's here's the strangest thing that you don't necessarily think about um as a difference between a home office and a shared office right i can make this room whatever temperature i want i can just decide that it is hot in here or cold in here and i can just make it comfortable and Like, I don't have to think about anyone else and I don't have to, you know, have, I have always historically had an office blanket because I am a cold human. Um, I always freeze in shared offices. Um, And sometimes I'm not super warm in my office, but that's okay because I have like a space heater if I want it and I can like, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of things that I can do at home that are just my ways of accommodating the fact that I tend to run a little cold. Sure. Um... And I can just fix it. (laughs) And you wouldn't think that would be that big of a deal. But like, so knowing that like forever and always, I can always now be comfortable while I'm working. It's kind of (laughs) great. All right. Let us move on. Let us move on to notable episodes. We've each selected three episodes. We have not conferred with each other, which means Ah, that we may overlap. There could be overlap. (laughs) And this will be fun because I'm excited to hear what yours are compared to mine. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to ping pong. We're going to go back and forth um, between them. Do you want to do, let's do lowest. Do you have, do you have episode numbers on yours? I do. Do you want to do like earliest episodes yeah. to newest episodes? Yeah, let's okay. do lowest episode number to highest episode number. Uh, okay. Ladies first. Okay, good. Um, I cheated on this one. <laughs> I cheated on this one because it was a two-parter and I picked both parts, but it's my first one. Um, so, uh, the first one that I have down is 250 and 251, which is pacing. And the reason that I really liked that one is we spent a bunch of time, the the first episode, 250, is pacing from a GM perspective. And that's probably not exactly, you know, groundbreaking or anything. Um, but 251 is pacing from a player perspective. Um, and I thought it was really interesting, A, to talk about pacing from a player perspective i don't think that that's something that we discuss very often is that you as a player have a responsibility um to the pacing of the story in addition to the gm it is not their job solely um it's exhausting as a gm when your players don't help you with that at all sure um and so 251 is really the one i'm excited about but doing those two together in tandem i thought was um pretty cool i liked doing that as a set Right. And talking about the GM and player experience of that. Yeah. It's one of the rare cases where we did the two perspectives. We just did it in two shows we did this it, year. Yeah. It's two, two shows. Right. But like, I mean, and it wasn't like I talked about one and you talked about the other. We both talked about both things. Yep. 
Um, but I, I thought it was cool to talk about that player perspective on pacing. And I think um, just, you know, to throw it out there now, I think there's still a lot of potential to continue to, and, and we have whenever it's kind of made sense, but for us to continue to address some of this stuff that has traditionally been a GM um, task from the perspective of a player as well, um, and the responsibilities of players to basically support the story in that collaborative gaming experience. So, you know, I, I look forward to more, um, how do I also contribute to the game as ne- more than necessarily just my character um, episodes for players too. Um, Cause I just think that's cool stuff. What was your earliest favorite? Uh, my first one goes back a few episodes before yours. Episode 243, mm-hmm. Jotting Notes. Um, oh, yeah. I looked at that one. <laughs> I had, I, it was a chance for us to be super nerdy about how we uh, take notes for our games, um, yep. which, which was fun. Um, I think we talked about both taking player notes and we talked about GM notes. And I yeah. absolutely probably talked about um, my system for taking notes. I'm very sure you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, it... For me, what I like about it is, one, it is a topic that I don't think gets talked a, a lot. Um, it is a productivity thing, right? So this is the um, this is gaming plus productivity, which is two of my favorite nerddoms combined, yep. uh, talking about how to like kind of optimize your game note-taking. And yep. um, I have mine worked out to a place where I really like it. I'm tempted to shake it up because there is an application I'm very curious about trying. Um, but in like 10 years, nothing has ever successfully taken out one note for me. So yeah. I'm toying with an idea for another um, platform. We'll see what no- Notable, I think, is the name of it, right? I think that's the... Sure. I, think I don't know. I think it's Notable. Yeah, it's Notable. Um, no, it's not. I forget the name of it. It's Note Something. Um <laughs> I'm sure you've got it written down. Somewhere. I'll find it somewhere. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dwell on it now. But anyway, yeah, that was know. my. Um, I really liked that episode because it. I was a chance to kind of geek out on um, systems and processes, and well, I like geeking out on that stuff. Cool. <laughs> All right, tell me your next favorite. Um, my next one is actually two fifty three, um, which was motivation and engagement for solo RPGs. So th- that one is just fun for me because. Um, the pandemic has given me an opportunity to really discover a love of solo RPGs. And um, while they do not fulfill the particular social um, needs that I have, uh, which I usually get from, you know, um, playing games with my friends um, is a huge part of my social, um, they do fulfill the creative experience. And I think they're really cool. Um, And I don't think that there's something that necessarily got a lot of spotlight time before pandemic hit, um, when suddenly there were a bajillion of them. Um, but they're really fun and cool. And I think it was, uh, so it was cool to sit down and talk about them, both from the perspective of, hey, they're really cool. And also like, how do you maintain engagement with a solo RPG when there's there's no one else to kind of keep the ball rolling um, yeah. when you, if, if you peter out or whatever, right? So um, yeah, so that one. Cool. 253. What was your next one? My next one is um, 257, which was family <laughs> di- family dynamics. I looked at that one too. Yeah, family yeah. dynamics. I thought that was a fun one. We talked about um, we talked about how to create families in games and talked about um, some of the things about families, right? About disagreements, about how families can be in alignment, not in alignment, that they can be positive um, 
influences in games. They can be negative influences in games. Like there's a lot to do with families. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that if you just are like, Oh yeah, that's like my brother or my relative or whatever. Like you're missing a lot of un- like a lot of tapped potential, like untapped potential. Like there's a lot you can do, um, with a little bit of, um, with a little bit of work, um, on families just to make them really interesting. And I think families are, um, a very interesting type of NPC because family bonds imply something in, in many cases stronger, not all cases. Some people have different, um, some people have different perspectives on families. Um, but found family, I think is another thing we talked about in there. It is. Yeah. We definitely we talked, talked about, about like we talked family. about like blood family. We also talked about found family. Um, yeah. And the complications that all families have. Yeah. So I really like that one. Yeah. Cool. Tell me number three for you. Last one. Yeah. This one is very recent. <laughs> um, and this is probably actually, I think, my favorite. And it might just be because it's currently the most recent. Or it might just be because it actually um, felt like it uh, helped define more things. It was uh, 267, a definition intermission. Um, story and character-driven games. Did you pick that one too? We have reached convergence. <laughs> I also picked 267. Share your thoughts about it. I'll share mine when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So this one, I think this was a, really probably the first time this year that we truly stumbled into something that um, made it... It I, I, he, Okay. Here's the interesting about, thing about this episode. It's not like we didn't know that there weren't sort of different styles of driving your game through play, right? Um, So I think what this episode did is it gave us um, a language with which to discuss those games specifically. um, And both, you know, for this particular thing that we were defining it for, which was so that we could get to the mini campaign stuff, right? But like also going forward um, to have a really easy way um, to be able to say, you know, um, here's a difference between a story driven and a character or driven game or, um, you know, like even to be able to focus specific topics on one or the other in a way that we have not historically because we had not defined um, what that difference looked like. Even though it was pretty clear a lot of the time that I was playing really character driven games um, constantly, right? And that you were um, frequently playing things that were a little bit more story driven. Um, and we sort of knew that there was a little bit of difference there. And obviously, there's a lot of gray areas. They're not clearly like one and the other, as we discussed in this episode, it's spectrum. But like, um, some of the primary stuff that was driving like, you know, Forbidden Lands is a little bit more of a story driven style of game then um we've been my group has been playing primarily powered by the apocalypse games for like the last couple of years which tend to be very character driven just because of how playbooks and moves work um so it was um i don't know i think that one is really cool because it gives us as i said the language to continue with that going forward um and and just has refined our understanding of what those two things look like so that we can have better conversations about it um, in the future, which I am excited to have with you. So I, I thought that one was really cool. <laughs> yeah, 267 was was also on my list for almost all the same reasons. 267 is one of the um, rare cases recently. And, and I don't yeah. say rare as we've like mined all that there is. I think it's rare in that um, 
I don't think pandemic wise we've been at the highest energy, right? I think we've I think we've been yes. I think we've been like at a solid seventy percent this past year yeah. compared to years yeah. past. Yeah, a solid seventy percent. Um, yeah. But it was the first time that we had to like create a thing in order to explain it first time in a while yeah. right we had to create a construct yeah. of two different play styles in order to be able to explain both play styles so that we could have further discussions about other things and exactly yes it was super like that's super fun and what you guys so here you guys on the show get the refined version of that <laughs> right yeah. which is the finished product oh, we where did well, we didn't rename it mid-show, so, you know. No, we did. But what I mean is, like, <laughs> these things these things spontaneously happen. Um, these things spontaneously happen when we're just having conversations. And we were having a pre-show conversation. And we're, we were talking about the, the mini-campaign stuff when we stumbled on this incongruency of play style. And it was like, well... No, wait, we, we need to kind of talk about these play styles in order to better understand, the, you know, how to talk about mini campaigns. Yeah. And by the time we were done, I was like, oh, never mind. This, this is, is a whole, whole this is a show. Yeah. Like I'm writing this show. We'll do mini campaigns a week later. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. we did. We wound up doing mini mm-hmm. campaigns after. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun and it was good because it's a thing that we both have experience in while Senda probably plays more um, character based games than I do. I have absolutely done my share of character based games oh, yeah. in the past. Um, and I am very much, um, I do a lot of story based games, so it was good to talk about those. And then of course, to talk about um, how to mix and match those cause they're not pure forms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, I just thought that was probably some of the most original work um, we had done. Not that I don't think that when we give advice, it's original work, but a lot of times that advice is, um, I don't know, it's different. It's, di- it's different it's, when we like make up a thing. Right. I think it, the when we talk through something, we are frequently distilling a lot of information that's already there to basically compile it all into one place and then merge it with some personal experience and anecdotal stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is less the creation of something new and more the exercise of like just um, gathering resources and talking about the best ways to use them. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the difference. It was so it was really easy to be higher energy about talking about the difference between these games, even though, like I said, it's not like the concept is new. Um, but what's new is having uh, the language, at least for this show, to really talk about them in specificity. Um, and, and it makes it exciting to, you know, potentially have more cool things to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. We have been doing this show for six years. So like, there is a certain amount of, um, you know, the, 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 the dirty secret of GMing advice is um, communicate with your players right like and we say that a lot um and and so this was an episode that was not about communicating or how to communicate um or or basically manage a lot of the social aspects or even like the planning aspects of a game was very much um into the mechanics of both how your social group works for your your particular table and also how game mechanics work because you know both of those things feed into which direction your game tends to swing um 
Yeah, I don't know. It's cool because what we did on that episode is we created tools to um, help us uh, describe more things later. Yep. We we like went in and we said, we don't have a tool for this. We need it. And we made one. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, rest sure we'll be using that concept again. Um, oh, yeah. In the future. Probably f- forever. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. All right. I that is our uh, that is our notable episodes for the year. Um, I like that we didn't overlap all the way on them. Although I'm yeah, not surprised we overlapped at the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's <laughs> is fine. that why you put that one last? We're like, let's go oldest to newest. No, no. just happened. No, I just cool. you know, I just like I well, what I did was I went to the misdirected mark webpage, which always yeah. has the most recent episodes. Yeah. And so yeah. I started going I, I started looking at the titles and then going backwards so i was mm-hmm. writing them as i saw them and that was the first one i saw because it's obviously a relatively new episode so i just wrote that one down and then kept going backwards yeah i like to do it from the itunes list on my phone so i did the exact same thing but um did it in the podcast app anyway serendipity Any- <laughs> anyway the next part of this which is our last part is um to quote Hamilton, what comes next? Yeah, what right? comes next? Soon you'll see. Anyway. So <laughs> here's where we are. Let, let's talk about what we know. Um, let's talk about what we know in terms of um, where we are. So personally, where we are um, is probably, I don't know, it feels like a better place than we were a year before. Um mm-hmm. We've been vaccinated. We've been uh, boosted. We'll probably be boosted in the next year again. Um, Mm -hmm. We're definitely going to face future waves. I don't think we're done having um, COVID waves. Um, I don't think neither one of us has any immediate plans to go to any conventions. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I have any plans at all to go to any conventions in 2023. I think, I think a lot. 2022. Sorry. We're still in 22 right now. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know if, I don't know if I have any plans to go to conventions in 2022. I don't understand what, um, I don't understand what the, um, what the wave situation will be. Yeah. I have a, um, I have found that. Um, a lot of my planning is just on a much shorter time frame than I usually plan it on. Um, like I used to plan things months and months in advance. I don't feel like I can plan that far in advance, honestly, anymore, because um, I feel like the world is really unpredictable. Um, so I've been planning things at most, I think, about a month in advance. Which, which makes conventions um, hard. It makes like- conventions hard. Yeah. Um, so I'm. And it's probably not an activity that I would prioritize this year. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to dunk on anyone who's going to conventions. Like if you're going to conventions, that's fine. Everybody makes their own personal safety choices. My, my feeling about it isn't so much like cons are dangerous. My feeling about it is cons are full of people. And if the environment as in like, you know, like a like a like an omicron wave or something falls you know during a convention that seems less safe than to go to something like if like if there was a con this weekend right yeah and that's the problem is like not understanding what the waves will look like and having to try and plan far in advance is is sort of where i am and i have um you know i'm 
I'm from a personal perspective, and I know that not everyone is in a situation where they can necessarily do this. Um, because everyone in my house is both vaccinated and boosted at this point, um, we're watching the numbers pretty carefully and we're watching, um, you know, like vaccine um, efficacy as things change and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but we're also kind of in a situation where the world around us has decided that they're done apparently with COVID. So, um, so there's a lot of trying to walk the, the middle line, right? The median line in terms of just consistent risk assessment and not taking um, unnecessary risks, but also like I have a child in school and um, there is no longer a mask requirement for schools where I am. So honestly, that is the riskiest thing that is going on and it's happening every single day. Um, and there's literally nothing that I can do about it, right? Like, so... Um, so there's a certain amount of um, just understanding that that is now an inherent risk in our lives um, and then just weighing what else we are willing to take on against that part, which is out of my control. Right. Um, so that's that's been an interesting part of my life. But it does also mean that I'm highly aware of things like because I have a child in school. I am not as safe of a person for other people to be around it's also fair. as someone who does yep. not, right? So that is actually a secondary part of my personal risk assessment is, um, you know, I have to take into account the exposure from school and then like, you know, am I taking that somewhere else, right? Because that's just an awareness of for, for our community purposes of like, you know, what is what is my potential risk of spreading it even though... I am personally reasonably comfortable with my actual risk level of catching it um, being probably okay. Um, but that doesn't mean that I need to necessarily, you know, throw it around. So trying to find the middle ground on that, um, which hasn't yet for me involved um, a convention um, just because it's, and also like it's really long and wearing a mask all day and, <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, now I'm I'm really spoiled now too, right? Like I've just been playing games with people that I know really well. Well, and I think that's the thing. I think both of us have so both of us have robust ro both of us have robust home games. So I'm I'm definitely getting my playing in. I, my thing with convention is exactly what you said: is that I can't I can't commit to anything far in advance because nobody understands what's going to happen. Like I yeah. could, I could make weekend decisions to go to conventions. At oh yeah, this point, absolutely. Right? Like if there sure. was, if there was a local convention and somebody was like, "Hey, are you going this weekend?" I right. might I'd just be like, be like hmm, maybe, "Maybe I'll yeah. pop in." Yeah, go for but, a day or whatever. Right, but yeah. also at this point, I'm, um, I've definitely down prioritized conventions. Right, like, like since since COVID, conventions are not um, as important to me. What what winds up taking precedence is um, my home games and um, traveling to see people who I know, mm -hmm. right? So like I can come see you. Yeah. Because that's because you and I have about the same level of safety. We have we also have about the same level of exposure. I have kiddos in school. You have kiddo in yep. school. Like, exactly. Right. So, so for me to come to see you is actually relatively easy. You know, right. mask yeah, up on the plane get Pretty to your place we can go yep. you know we can eat in we can get takeout whatever yeah um and i would for this year i would like to 
expand that a little and be able to do that with some other friends. Like we have other friends yeah. around the country um, that we would normally just see at conventions and I'm just not quite ready to go to a convention, but I am very much um, excited about seeing those people. Yeah. So we might That'd do a nice friend, we might do a yeah. friend convention. Yeah. Like we might, maybe we'll do one in Buffalo or maybe we'll do one in Denver, depending on location or whatever, but maybe we'll do like a little friend convention thing and um, get to see some people, but in a way that's like small group, safe um, kind of thing. As for the show, yeah, I don't. Sorry, think, no, that no, it's was fine. major distraction. <laughs> no, it's fine. I know. I mean, it's a huge consideration in how we're gonna like how we do things, um, right? You know, so like, don't expect us at Gen Con. I think is the like the easy way yeah. to say it. I can't. I can't or, make that prediction. Or origins, right? Like, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna see us at any big conventions anytime soon. Yeah. Um, okay. So for the show, the show's going to, I think my feeling is, and we'll share ideas. My feeling is we're in a, we're on a good groove in terms of what we're doing with the show. I really like uh, providing helpful GMing advice for people. Um, so I don't really want to change that. Um, yeah. How we've been doing things, just kind of answering questions. I've been totally cool with. So I would very much just, yeah, I, um, I'm very cool. Just doing, keep doing this. Yeah, we've been just answering questions for like six years. Like ever since it was like the first like four or five episodes, we just didn't have any questions yet. But like ever since then, it's been really mostly listener generated questions. So that's um, pretty awesome. And thank you all for all the topics. You're amazing. You've yeah, we're only here for, because you keep feeding yeah, us topics. Six years of topics. Like, well done, friends. Well done. Um. So, yes, um, I, and I agree with everything that you said, and, and there are some changes that I think we already have discussed um, previously, um, probably on our last anniversary one, but there are some things that we did change um, if you're um, newer to listening and haven't listened to our giant backlog, which is okay. You don't have to. Um, and they are things like, you know, when we started the show, it was highly edited, um, and I don't do that anymore, so... It, you know, that has made a huge difference in terms of how much effort the show requires, which was a change that we had to make in the pandemic to make it sustainable, but it's probably not, it's not ever going to change back. I wouldn't expect it to change back this year um, because it's, it's a lot of, it's frankly a lot of work um, and I really enjoy the time that I've reclaimed. I did used to spend probably um, for our, you know, 45 to 50 minute show I was spending um, the recording time, of course, and then probably about three hours in post-production work, um, which I have shortened without at doing a full edit of the whole show now. Um, we're talking really more like it's half an hour if I push through it really quickly and 45 minutes if I dwaddle, right? So um, it's a huge difference in terms of time commitment, um, which is something that I really appreciate as just regaining those hours in my life. I love making this show. But after editing it for a long time, I was starting to want to reclaim that time. And I know that you were doing a lot of um, really specific note writing, and I don't know if we've really narrowed. Oh, we've thinned that out. that up a bit. Yeah. We've thinned it out. So, I, I, it takes me less than an hour to prep a show now. So Cool. So we did, we did kind of lighten up the show, and, and we did that earlier in the pandemic. But um, this is just sort of a, we're probably not going to change that either, right? Like nah. it's just gonna keep going. It feels it still feels like it works, um, and I love doing the show. So I don't want to not do the show. Agreed. Um, 
the administrative aspects of doing a podcast are not always the most fun parts. No. You know? No, making the podcast is always the more fun part. Like hanging yeah. out and sitting and talking to you and helping, you know, everybody else with um, you know, with gaming and stuff like that. Like that's the that's the fun, satisfying part. Um the, you know, post publication, all the other stuff, like less yeah, fun. It's not as much fun. <laughs> all right. We're gonna wrap up. Um it's uh we're hitting our we're hitting our anointed um mark and honestly I also have a couple of things I have to do. I have to get um I have to get moving today. I have uh, an evening uh, outing with my kiddo uh, to go see some March Madness. And I mm-hmm. am not remotely ready in terms of shower, food, uh, dress, etc. So I got to hustle up here. So Senda, in order for us to get to the closing, please tell me about one more show on the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah, sure. On the Gnomecast, several gnomes from Gnome Stew get together and talk about gaming topics and themselves in an effort to entertain you and avoid being thrown in the stew. And sometimes that includes me, and sometimes that includes Phil. And sometimes that means, and I'm terribly sorry, that we are reading you horrible nomance excerpts. Fortunately, most of the time not. I thought it was funny, but whatever. (laughs) It's good stuff. Is good stuff. Cool, cool. Send it. Where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums at uh, forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, or you can find us on TikTok. Yep, it's our same usernames as everywhere. <laughs> indeed, indeed. No. Once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? We are here to serve you. So leave us a question, a topic, a thing you want to ask, of, you know, our insight on, et cetera, about gaming. Um, our goal here is to make GMing better, more fun, more better fun for you. Um, the way we do that is take the things that you are finding less fun, itchy, you know, annoying, whatever. And let us help you. Let us help you by coming up with some ways to make that more efficient, to make it smoother, to understand what's going on. And, or if you are a player, how you can help support your GM in those things so that they don't get that feeling. Yeah. Or honestly, listen, if you're a player and you're having problems, tell us we're players too. We can, we can also do the players. We can also do player advice. Yes. So this is not just GMing advice. So if there's a part of being a player that is frustrating. Let us know. We'll also help with that. Okay. 100%. Yes, good. So do good that. Deal. That um, <laughs> we want to help you because really the more in the more enjoyment you are having when you are running games, the more games you will run. That's it. Yes. Simple math. Um, yep. we don't want to lose you as a, you know, GM to the cause. Like we want to keep GMs out there because that's how people play games. Okay. Cool. Um if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark, now, Misdirected Mark Network, mm-hmm. please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Patreons get access to the Bamboo Lounge, which is the minutes uh, after this show, the outtakes from, or the after show for Misdirected Mark and the Slack Room for Life, which includes our Friday Slack lunch call, where you yes, can just hang can. out with us and um, chill and, you know, kind of meet people who listen to the show, people who make shows. We have a little mix of both on our Friday calls. Um, yep. For you home uh, workers, like just jump into a Slack, hang out with us. Yep. Cool. Um, we also thank you very much because your patronage, as it has been for the past six years, keeps this network running. 
Um, we have expenses. We have server costs. We have equipment costs. Um, all of those things. Those things all get paid because you make it possible. Um, so we can't thank you enough. It's it's unbelievably important for us in order to maintain um, maintain what we're doing here. So thank you. Okay. If, you've, if you're backing our Patreon campaign, thank you very much. If you are unable to back our Patreon campaign, totally understandable. There is another thing you can do. Still very helpful for us. What is that thing, Senda? Well, there's two things, kind of, actually. You can tell a friend, whether that is a person that you know in real life or somebody who says on Twitter, I'm looking for a podcast. If you are so inclined, please feel free to tell them about us and uh, send them on over. We love having more people. And if there isn't someone in specific that you would like to share the podcast with, you could leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Um, every new review we get theoretically helps us in the search engine optimization part or like, you know, floats us to the top in the algorithm since our SEO is sort of terrible um, based on the podcast name. Oops. Um, but also it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. So I'm just going to say, that next Tuesday is Phil's birthday. Actually, uh, yes, this this will be tomorrow when the show drops is Phil's birthday. Um, if you are not sure what to get Phil for his birthday, you should probably leave him a podcast review on either Pandas Talking Games or Misdirected Mark, whatever you listen to, whatever you like, both. Wow, shamelessly um, just pimping my birthday <laughs> to get some... To get some I, some review numbers, huh? Okay. You know, because you know it will Why make not? us feel happy inside. It's like, it's like a present that you could give Phil for free. <laughs> sure, absolutely. That's 100% true. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, everybody who's already left reviews. Sometimes I just look at them and they make me feel, you know, warm inside. <laughs> so <laughs> we really appreciate you. Indeed, indeed. Say, Senda, what are we doing next week for the beginning of season seven? This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Click, click. This time, waveforms instead of error message. Yes. Huzzah. Huzzah. Oh, look at my hair. <laughs> Somebody needs a shower. No, I mean, it's Saturday morning. There's no reason to be quite that adult yet. You can get there. There is. After I've got a, I'm on a timetable. Your well, day is yet. your day is yet. on a very different um, trajectory than mine. It's true, but you don't have to be showered for the purposes of podcasting. No, I never have to be showered they, for the purpose of podcasting. They can't see you. I don't even have to be dressed for the purpose of podcasting. They don't know. But just in case anybody had any ideas, I'm always dressed for podcasting. So <laughs> I can I can validate he is in fact wearing clothing. In this I moment. don't think you can. You can validate I'm wearing a shirt and a sweatshirt, but okay, like, that's fair. You below might the not camera. You, could, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> Full Pooh Bear. <laughs> the Donald Duck. I am not. Once again, I am not. I'm wearing pants. I promise I am wearing pants. I'm wearing sweatpants as in should be no surprise to anybody. All right. Yeah. Okay. We should get this show on now the road. Now we should get you a little B-roll. Now that we've had a 
a full discussion of what you're wearing on your bottom half. Yes, full Make B-roll sure material. Everybody's, everybody's like on the same page here. Bloop. Do you know that we've been singing this song as the intro for six years now? <laughs>